Good morning, and welcome to Drawing the Morning. This is Stuart McClellan, the pastor of the Altoona Bible Church. We are conveniently located at Union Avenue and 31st Street on Route 36, the Columbia Park section of Altoona. We hope that this broadcast will help you think on the things of the Lord as you prepare your heart for ministry among the saints today. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes of inspiring music, challenging stories, and a Bible study. Listen now as the Altoona Bible Church Choir opens our broadcast this morning with a song entitled, Since I Have Been Redeemed. among us can participate in athletics, but only the strongest can survive as spectators. According to a heart specialist, when you become a sports spectator rather than a participant, the wrong things go up and the wrong things come down. Body weight, blood pressure, heart rate, cholesterol, triglycerides go up. Vital capacity, oxygen consumption, flexibility, stamina, and strength go down. Being an onlooker in the arena of the Christian living is also risky. The wrong things go up and the wrong things come down. Criticism, discouragement, disillusionment, and boredom go up. 
sensitivity to sin and human need and the receptivity to divine resource and the Word of God go down. Sure, there's a certain amount of thrill and excitement hearing someone's testimony about how God has worked. But it's nothing like knowing that joy yourself. There's no substitute for cutting out your own path of peace, piling up your own experience of faith, and using your own God-given abilities on behalf of others. Don't settle for watching fellow believers develop a heart for God. Nothing beats getting in there yourselves. It is worth the clammy hands, the butterflies, the anxious moment. If you're going to be effective and useful Christian, you must venture out in faith, and that is risky. But remember, you're taking a greater risk in only being a spectator. Be a participant. Listen now as the ABC4 sing for us this beautiful song entitled, Called to Belong to Jesus. of Calvary, oh, I've been called to belong to Jesus. We are called to belong to Jesus, called to a healing place,
call to belong to Jesus. Hold from my sin and shame. Call to walk in His footsteps. Chosen to bear His name. Call to belong to Jesus. cross of Calvary, oh, I've been called to belong to Jesus, called to belong, called to belong, called to belong to You are listening to Joy in the Morning, which is presented each Sunday at the same time by the Altoona Bible Church. We begin with our Sunday school hour at 9.30. Then at 10.45, we will gather in the main auditorium for our morning worship service. We invite you to listen to or watch our church services. Our services are on Facebook at Sunday at 11 o'clock and 7 p.m. and Wednesday night at 7.15 p.m. We invite you to visit our website at www.altoonabible.org. Also, we're on the Johnstown Altoona Access Channels 9 and 14. And there are services available on the local radio stations on Sunday at 11 o'clock, 12 noon, and 7 p.m. If you have any questions concerning our church services, please call the church office at area code 814-942-2131. Listen now as Tyler Cook plays for us on the violin this wonderful song, Sweet By and By.
a number of years ago, 66 teenagers with adult counselors left their camp and drove into a small Ohio town called Orville. A few hours later, they left thoroughly shocked. During the time they were there, these teens visited nearly 700 people, over a tenth of the town's population. They asked each one the simple question, how does a person get to heaven? What shocked those teenagers were the answers. Some were sarcastic, like the man who said, fly. Others simply guessed, and some didn't even try. A few, a little over 15%, knew the answer, receive Christ as your Savior. When the teens began comparing notes, they were shocked by the thought that 85% of the persons they questioned that day were going to hell. Those who answered ranged in age from 14 to 80. They categorized the people as follows. Over half of those interviewed were workers. They said you have to work your way into heaven or do some good thing to qualify yourself. Some answers were live right, go to church, read the Bible, keep the Ten Commandments. One man said pay your debts. Then there were the hurriers. They didn't have time for such questions. Said one, I'm involved in a business deal and heaven is pretty far from my thoughts just now. A 45-year-old man slammed the door after saying, I don't have time to fool with that. Then quite a few were learners. They were depending on someone else. One man said, talk to my wife. She takes care of that. A similar reply was, wait until Wilma comes home. She'll tell you. Another simply said, ask my neighbor. Incidentally, the neighbor knew. Nearly one in six had no idea. They were the uninformed. This group really shocked the teens. Some of their answers were, I don't know if there is a heaven. Don't know. It's a matter of feelings. Or simply, I have no idea. Then there were the antis. They were against a belief in God, heaven, or hell. One man said there is no Jesus. The Bible is full of humbug. The comment, I don't believe in heaven, was often made. Some were sarcastic and made fun of the teens. Oh, that's silly, retorted one woman. And a 47-year-old lady listened impatiently to the question, then said, that's your problem. One of the girls was amazed at the way one man balanced his cigarette when he said, you don't get to heaven if you don't smoke. Then there were the gamblers. They thought getting to heaven was a matter of chance. One lady said it was all a gamble, while a 16-year-old girl said, go to church, pray, and hope you make it. Some were offended and felt such a question invaded their privacy. You don't have the right to ask, one lady said. I'm not qualified to answer. You should ask your minister, said another. Another group was indifferent. One of those said, I know how to go to hell. A young businessman said, I'm not planning on going. Several simply said they were not interested. The final group was confused. They didn't know, but they tried to answer anyway. One young man said, I go to all churches. One lady said, do what the Bible says. And then she added, if that's true. A young bride said, there are many different ways. These teenagers were shocked at these answers, but many went home from the camp, determined to witness more faithfully in the future. 
What would your answer be if someone were to ask you how to get to heaven? Would you be a worker, a hurrier, a learner, or one of those other mistaken types that were interviewed? Or would you know the answer, and that is through the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ? Listen to the medley of this song as the Grace Kid Camp sings for us, Blessed Assurance. Once again, this Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, our doors will be open here at the Altoona Bible Church. Time now for a Bible study portion for our broadcast. And this morning, the topic of our Bible study is the Lord Jesus Christ 40-day Bible conference, the so-called Great Commission. Acts chapter 1, verses 1 and verse 2. The former treaties have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and to teach. Unto the day in which he was taken up, After that, he, through the Holy Ghost, had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen. The former treatise is the book of Luke, Luke chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. The book of Acts is not just the Acts of the Apostles, because it does not record everything about the life of Paul. The book of Acts abruptly ends with Paul enduring his first Roman imprisonment. What about his release, or his future missionary travels, his rearrest, his second... Roman imprisonment, and ultimately his death. The book of Acts is really the act of Lord Jesus Christ through the apostles whom he had chosen. It begins with the twelve and will end with the one apostle, the apostle Paul. Acts 1.3 To whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs being seen of them forty days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. So for those 40 days, he's te- the Lord Jesus Christ is teaching his apostles about the kingdom. Verse number 6, 7, 8, and 9 of Acts 1. When they were therefore come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, will thou at this time restore again to ki- the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, It's not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power, but you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witness unto me both in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. 
And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. Remember, interpretation, then the application. Wrong interpretation will lead to wrong application, and wrong application is a direct result of a wrong interpretation. So for 40 days, the Lord Jesus Christ taught his apostles about the kingdom of God. Therefore, the so-called Great Commission is found in Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20, Mark chapter 16, verses 15 to 18, Luke chapter 24, verses 46 to 49, John chapter 20, verses 21 to 23, and Acts 1-8 must be understood in that light, in light of what the Lord Jesus Christ taught. In other words... These were the Lord Jesus Christ's words, his teachings to his apostles in the context of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, and not, and not about the church, the body of Christ. The church, the body of Christ did not start at the cross. It didn't start during the earthly ministry of Christ. It did not start on the day of Pentecost. So then how can these verses be the commission for the church? And I know what many will be saying and thinking. Well, that Matthew 28, 19, and 20, and Mark 16, and Luke 24, and John 20, and Acts 1 are the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. Absolutely they are. Think of the red-letter edition of the Bible. Therefore, since these words are the words of Christ, they, they must supersede any other Bible verses. I remind you what verbal plenary inspiration is. All Scripture is given by the inspiration of God. It is God-breathed. That's 2 Timothy 3.16. All Scripture is given by the inspiration of God. And the word inspiration is made up of two words, God and breathe, and breath. Verbal plenary inspiration says that all Scripture is given by the inspiration of God. It's God-breathed. All Bible verses are equally Did you hear that? All Bible verses are equally inspired. There is not one part of the Bible more inspired than the others, including the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. So the words of Moses, the words of Paul, the words of John, the words of Peter, which are really the words of God, are equally inspired to the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we know 2 Timothy 2.15, Study to show thyself to prove the God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. How did his apostles understand the Lord's teaching? What questions did they ask him? The question they asked is, Lord, what this time? Restore again the kingdom to Israel. They didn't ask any questions about the church, the body of Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ taught them concerning the kingdom. The body of Christ was a mystery kept secret until it was revealed through Paul. Their question was about the kingdom. And the kingdom was to be a literal kingdom and not just one in their hearts. The Lord's answer was about the kingdom. It was not for them to know, Acts 1-7, but instead... They would receive the power through the coming of the Holy Spirit, Acts chapter 1, verse number 8. And again, that power goes back to Matthew chapter 3. John baptized with water in verse number 11, but there's one who is coming after John who is mightier than John, and he is going to baptize them with the Holy Spirit. That was for power. That is not positional truth. Therefore, the church, the body of Christ, did not start on the day of Pentecost. All this is important. Remember, you have to interpret, then look for application. And the application primarily is who it's written to. So if you take Mark 16, 
And you say, well, that's our great commission because God wants the message of salvation to go forward. Absolutely he does. But when you read Mark 16, verse 15 and 16, preach the gospel to every creature, what's the gospel? The next verse is scripture. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. And he that believeth not shall be damned. Those are not, that is not our gospel message today. Our gospel message today is based on 1 Corinthians 15, 3 and 4. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. So what did the Lord teach about the kingdom? What was understood about the kingdom? What was not taught? There was nothing taught about the church, the body of Christ. Interpretation, application, primarily who it's written to, and then see if there's application for us interpretation must come first then the application not the application first the void of what the interpretation is and we will see God's commission for the church is going to be found later through Paul and he wants the message to go forward the true message the message of God's salvation if you've never trusted the Lord Jesus Christ your Savior the only way of salvation you think of that story that we read how those young people were shocked. The only way of salvation is through his death, burial, and resurrection, his shed blood. If you've never trusted him, won't you trust him right now, right where you're at, before it is eternally too late? listening to join the morning from the Altoona Bible Church. We trust that you've received a real spiritual blessing from this broadcast. It is our prayerful desire that you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. So until we meet again by radio, this is Pastor Stuart McClellan wishing you God's best for now and for eternity. Jesus is the